hand sanitizer is bad for me? So he's using it in the class today, and my teacher was like, me, it's bad for you, don't use that. Is the chemical that makes your body, like, not produce things to fight them? That's awesome. So, in actuality, it does the opposite of what it intends to do. Yeah, how, like, you know, if you use chapstick too much, you're, like, you get the, or, like, lotion, your body gets dependent on it and doesn't produce enough moisture. Okay, I just know it dries my skin out like no tomorrow, but okay, if you say so. Well, let's just put... Well, my, my teacher, she's like... I call her social relative. She kind of looks like her, and she is like, like 30 years older than her. But... <laughs> and don't use that as a sound bit for the beginning, Gerald. I know every time I go off on a tangent, you're like, oh, let's make that the beginning of the podcast. So, in a very school. No, Sam, I won't use that last bit, I promise. I won't use that as a sound bite. I will use this part as a sound bite, but I won't use that last part as a sound bite. <laughs> the hand sanitizer part? No, after the hand sanitizer. Oh, what, talk about how my teacher is Lannister? When you were when you were threatening me not to use that as a sound bite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you get all of it before you cut out? Uh, pretty much, I believe I Okay. I think I could piece something together, but I won't use the hand sanitizer bit, I promise. You can use the hand sanitizer bit, just don't use the part about me telling my teacher is doing Lannister. Fair enough, <laughs> because I'm sure your teacher is a avid listener to our podcast. Yeah. You know what? Put it in. You can put that in. She'll be like, maybe she'll realize the error of her ways. She's like, oh my god, no, she's an evil. <laughs> okay, she's fair just, enough. She's not like human. Like, she's just... <laughs> She doesn't understand the concept of human life. She's an architecture professor, so it's probably for coming back to us. Thanks for listening to us on the world-famous Game Source podcast. This is Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, and I've got two incredible guests with me here today to speak next-gen and current-gen today. First up, yeah, I have, everybody knows her, everybody loves her, uh, except for the Drake. Yeah, I was going to say. And maybe a Angry Nick. And, well, you know, we won't go into that. It's Seventh Valkyrie. How you doing, Sam? Hey, how's it going? And actually, as a special guest, uh, very well, I might add. And as a special guest, yeah, we got so excited. I'm so excited to have fresh blood to the podcast. It's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. 
Oh, no. It's Adam, former of the Good Game Channel. It's great to have you on, Adam. How are you? Good, good. It's great to be here. I just wanted to say, uh, again, thank you on the air for, for joining us, and I hope this will be the first of, of many podcasts or many things that, that you and, and, and the new entity that you're going to speak of uh, here in a second that I'll, I'll turn over to you are going to hopefully do with us. But if you could share with our listeners out there and everybody out there in Game Source land exactly what you guys are up to and, and what you got cooking. Sure thing, yeah. Um, some of you guys might have seen the little GG banner on the website. Uh, that was our our previous incarnation um, of our of our YouTube channel, uh, and we had to change the name for various reasons. But we're now called Haptic, and we're going to focus on doing uh, a bunch of reviews, opinion pieces, and all that kind of stuff, both in video form and in text form. Uh, on all our outlets, and you can check us out at youtube.com slash hapticfeed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, I just, like I said, I wish you tremendous amount of luck in that and, and anything that your gamesource.com and, and our listeners, our readers, our followers out there, uh, I'm sure will be checking in on your site. I've loved your videos in the past. You know, obviously, we, we again appreciate what you did as far as interviewing us. I don't know how you dealt with Sam for that long. I just, you know. <laughs> oh, it was like four days. Uh, I, all I know is I think I remember the video. I think I might have caught him yawning when you were talking on screen. I don't know. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> got I'm just, real. I'm just, I'm just kidding, Sam. I'm just kidding. I'll let the Drake get you're on your face. You're just hitting everybody against me today. No, no, just the Drake. Just the Drake. Uh but you didn't hear the Halloween podcast yet. So. I, I told you already. I had it, I, I tried to load it. it oh, well, once, you know, I know you. You're going to just text me one of these days and just say, it's on. It's on. So It's already on. I don't even know what happened. It's never been off. So okay. It's continuously been on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, a couple things before we go into the rest of the podcast and get into the news. I did want to say, if you haven't checked it out already, our Black Friday page is up. The latest and greatest ads for the video game, basically holiday season coming up, which starts off with Black Friday. Uh, we've got ads already posted as of this recording for Walmart, Best Buy, and also as well Toys R Us. And there's going to be other retailers to come. You know I'm going to, uh, as soon as it comes up, becomes available, Target, Kmart, all the major retailers are going to be up there, so check it out. It's on yourgamesource.com slash blackfriday.html. Again, if you want to, as a gamer, know where the great deals to go to, you got to check it out. Also, as well, I just wanted to say for the latest press releases that we get in, because we get a ton of press releases, Angry Nick, who heads up our public relations right now, He's been getting in a ton of uh, press releases, public relations stuff, and we're now putting it on one central page called Hot Off the Press. It's right there at yourgamesource.com slash press.html. And you can find this all off or just type it in regularly or just, you know, go right off the hub page at yourgamesource.com. So without further ado, it's a big, big, and I cannot under undersell this at all, Big week for video games. So let's get to it. Let's get to the major topic of the day in the news. The news. The news. The news. The news. 
All right. Well, there's this little system that's going to debut here in a couple days. The 3DO. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. The PlayStation 4, Sony's latest entry into the game console craze, is coming out this Friday in just a few days. And then Microsoft, one week later, is coming out with the long-awaited and much-debated Xbox One. So. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. It's going to be a great couple of weeks for gamers. Are you excited, Sam? I am not, because I don't have enough money to get either one of them. So, uh, most unfortunately, I will be in that percentage of people who will be waiting to see how much I get back on my security deposit of my apartment in June. So, if it's enough, then I'll be rocking and rolling over the summer. But, uh, as of now, I will be next gen console list. So do you know anybody else that's gonna get that? I do. Okay. Yeah. So you so you come Friday they're gonna be playing um Kill Zone, Shadowfall, let's say, and all of a sudden they're gonna hear Hello, hello and you're gonna <laughs> break that door down and take it over, aren't you? Well, uh, I'm not gonna say that's not gonna happen, but if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends in my immediate vicinity and you're going to have one, then I would make sure you lock your doors, leave your lights out, and pretend you're not home. Otherwise, it's going to be mine. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I have a few questions for you, too. So uh, put those thinking caps on um, because, well, actually, if Angry Nick was here, he couldn't, probably wouldn't fit. Um, I'm going to start off with this question. I'll, I'll start with you, Adam. Mm -hmm. Any last-minute thoughts on who will win this holiday and beyond. And I'm not saying Ooh. beyond two souls either. <laughs> um, I think ultimately, mainly because of the lower price point, Sony is gonna gonna pull ahead. At least at least in the holiday. I'm not sure how they're gonna fail, uh, fare in the long run, but the 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 price point and the less controversy. I think is going to go a long way to to ensuring them a good deal of success. Fair enough, Sam. Yeah, I think if you kind of look back at old podcasts, I'm pretty sure I said that exact same thing. Uh, I think it might have been with Corey and Chris who were just like hounding me about like Xbox, Xbox, yeah, it's gonna be the best. And it's like, um, I like around holidays, it's gonna just be you know. A lot of people who are informed are going to pick whichever one they want. And I think when it comes to the, like, informed fanboy status, it's going to be probably 50-50. Like, you know, we got an equal amount of fanboys on each side, so they're going to cancel each other out. But when it comes to people who aren't as informed, um, they're going to see the lower price point, and they're going to be like, oh, well, why would I spend $100 more on the other one? Uh, yes, I couldn't agree with you on more on that. I just, I think like, as you as well, Adam, I really think that the PS4 and Sony really have the advantage this holiday season. They've projected their numbers to about three and a half million units pushed out the door by year's end. I do think, Adam, in the long run, I have a serious question on what Sony's plan is for 2014 and beyond, because they're, they're beginning to do the Microsoft deal where they're totally reliant on third-party software because they really haven't announced much after infamous Second Son. That's not a third-party. 
because uh, so I'm kind of worried about that. Whereas on the Xbox One side for 2014, you have Halo 5 and Titanfall, which are going to be two monumentally huge next-gen games uh, for for that Xbox One system. So I think at least in the in the interim, I think PlayStation 4 has the upper hand. But in that long horse race, at least until Sony can come up with some winners and, and exclusive reasons for somebody to buy next holiday season. I think Xbox One might make more than make up that difference by the end of 2014. I was just going to say that the uh, the list of exclusives, at least for launch, isn't necessarily uh, too terribly weighted in either of the the consoles' favor. So, um, it's just, right now, like I said, yeah, it's absolutely it's 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 when you look at it, even though there are more titles from Sony, it's just still not neither of them have that really. I got to have a uh, title that that's just really going to just you know fly out the systems fly out the store shelves. So I think yeah. in a way that that I think it was you Sam that said it best. The the or was it you Adam? The goodwill of the the Sony throughout this year, and then also the fact that they've just had so much momentum build up, because and the price point is 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 probably going to be the determining factor at least in the short term who is going to win this console war at least in the uh the first part of it let's put it that way sam i know you've been reading up as you know following all the stories that we're posting on our facebook site at game source what unique feature most intrigues you about each console um well for the playstation this is gonna probably not be on anyone's list the fact that you can while you're playing, if you're like, hey, I have to go do life stuff, but oh my god, I don't know, I can't save. What am I going to do? Um, it's got that low-powered suspension state, where it's like you can just kind of, you can put in low-powered state, it saves exactly where you are, but you're not, you know, using up all the electricity, you're not overheating your console by running it for like three or four hours while you have to do stuff. So, I mean, because people are busy, like a lot of times the hard thing with console games is, you know, life happens and it's like, oh, okay, well, I got to go deal with stuff, but I don't want to lose my progress. So I think that's actually really cool. And I'm surprised it actually took, like, because a lot of, like, handhelds have that feature. You know, the DS, you kind of, you can just close it. Um, I don't have a Vita, but on the PSP, you could kind of do the same thing where it would still be running. So it is still using power, but you're not just leaving it running. So... I thought when I, I remember I heard about that when the console was first announced during that first press conference, and that was one of my big things even then was just that idea of because you know these new consoles their new their big thing is they're trying to you know integrate them better into your life, and what better than life your life might take you away from this console? What are you gonna do? So I think that was a really good integration feature for PlayStation. Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a little bit harder for me to say. Um, I'm not too terribly interested in either console myself. Um, obviously, I do follow the developments. Um, something I think is, is rather nice. It's not necessarily new or unique, um, but I think both uh, both consoles are going to support Twitch integration just in the console itself to where you can have, you know, picture-in-picture with yourself and the gameplay going at the same time. And, you know, you don't have to have any sort of external capture card. You just stream it straight to Twitch. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty neat, I think. And you'll, you'll start to find that in a lot of 
uh, games themselves, both on, you know, consoles and PC. Um, and I think it was, was PlayStation where you could essentially like stream the game to friends. Like they could drop in and watch you and like, and essentially like help you play it. That was probably the, the most unique thing that I had, I had heard about the next gen consoles. Uh, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, although I, I know there's going to be a lot of parameters and factors, you know, with internet connection and things of that nature before people can start jumping in and say, hell, uh, hey, can I, I need some help over here on Dark Souls 2, if, if you know what I mean. Um, but I do agree with you that at some point in time, when everything lines up correctly, it's going to be an outstanding feature on that. Yeah. And, like, I think it's just cool, because, like, how many times have you been playing a game, and it's a, it's a great game, like, you're just going crazy with it, and you get to that one part you just can't get. So I, I, as far as the, for me, I think probably the, the most intriguing feature is for me, the Xbox One and the fact that, you know, if it works through, you know, through your cable box and all that nature as far as being able to, to go back and forth with just simple voice commands, which, you know, as we saw, or hand gestures, which in theory, which it looked great on, on the presentations, but Again, I, I'm I'm reserving judgment and until it, I can see it actually live and in person in my living room, as far as that's concerned. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like Siri or Google Now, where in theory it sounds great, but when you actually try and speak to it, you know, sometimes you'll get it searching absolutely random things that you know it tries to pull from your speech. It can create its own language, and it's just simply exactly. amazing. If you could choose only one day launch title, which Xbox. one could it be? Pardon? Xbox. Well, the one day launch title? Oh, title. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> title? Sorry, I'll let you finish your question. <laughs> There's one launch day title. Uh, out of the first. Um... I have a little list here of launch day titles. Um, let's see. Can we pick not launch day titles? That's an option. No, you can't cheat and say Watch Dogs or Titanfall. No, I don't want Watch Dogs. I want Fable Legends. I'm so excited for that game. But it's not a launch title. <laughs> um, oh, all the all the launch titles that uh, I would have picked got pushed. As same here. That's why. That's why I put the question on there still because I already I knew this would be a. This is this is not just you, not just me, not just Sam. It's a tough question for gamers. Period. Yeah. That's that's why it's it's so smart for you know companies like Target and Amazon who are buying doing the the buy two get one free as far as for PS4 launch titles and things of that nature that are trying to incentivize you because even they know it's a tough choice right now as far as which there's no clear cut there's no clear cut killer app for either one at this point in time yeah cuz like the uh on the list that I have the day one console exclusives for PS4 there's Killzone and Knack neither of which I'm necessarily terribly Interesting. Oh, that was so much fun. I played it at E3. I'll pick that one. Yeah, I was I was mainly behind the camera at E3, so I didn't get to play many of the games, unfortunately. Um, even even for Xbox, Dead Rising Three is kind of sound, you know, is interesting. I I think I played the first one. Um, I didn't play the second one though, but it's not necessarily 
you know, something I'd, I'd freak out over. Um, and then like Forza and Rise, meh. And then, uh, Zumba or is that Connect Zoo or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Zoo Adventure, I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something weird like that. It's just like, eh. Um, the only one that I can, I have, am familiar with that I think should still be coming out at launch that was relatively fun, um, was Dive Kick. I don't know if anybody oh, saw I that. Know what you're I saw that one, yes. Yeah, the, I've, I've actually got that on, on Steam. Um, so it's not like it's an exclusive. I thought that game was a joke for a long thing. time. It's, it's actually relatively entertaining and, and pretty fun. So that, that would probably be for me the, the game that I'd be most interested in, but I'm not really going after the consoles anyway, so I guess it doesn't really make too much of a difference to me. Let me see. I would probably say for me, if any, Killzone, because I want to see if the series actually is going to live up to any of the expectations that it ever had uh, or that a lot of people have bestowed on it, you know, ever since even the first original Killzone was supposed to be the the Halo killer oh so long ago. And I guess for Xbox One, I'd probably say Killer Instinct because I want to see if if there's any magic left after all these years in that title. I mean, people are just dying, you know, just, just have been waiting for a long time to see something from, from some semblance of rare return back to, um, you know, some kind of some kind of prominence and to get out of just the Kinect titles and, and things of that nature. So having mm-hmm. uh, Killer Instinct uh, back in some form might be, uh, even though it's going to be a free-to-play and, you have to buy the characters piece by piece, or you can buy them as a whole, but, you know, it's, it's I don't know, it, it just seems to me very intriguing on how Microsoft is doing this, and, and I'm eager to see how it looks on, on this generation. So I'd probably say the two, uh, those are probably the two, on uh, one on each for me. Although, like, like I said, there's there's nothing that's that's making me go, wow, i got to have it at this point in time. Yeah. Like, the the only game that is is really um, tempting me to get a console, just in general, a console is Last of Us. But even then, well, that there's uh, a lot of great uh, you know the deals that there Sony's already planning it. You know, you're seeing I've already seen it a couple of retailers already, so I know it's a, pre, a pre-designed bundle with uh, for 199 dollars, 250 gigs with Last of Us and Batman Arkham Origins. So that's going to be at several retailers. Check our Black Friday page to see which ones, because we're going to be posting it um, as far as it's concerned. In fact, we already have, you know, for for at least a couple of retailers already. So it's something if you need a new PS3 or if you haven't had a PS3, now's your opportunity to get one at a great price with some great games with it. But uh, Yeah, the all three of the next-gen, con- or not next-gen, all three of the quote-unquote current-gen consoles which I'm including the Wii U since it's obviously already out, but all three of the uh, the current gen consoles were having pretty good Black Friday deals right around 200 bucks. That's correct, and you can even get uh, an Xbox 360 as low as 99 dollars um, at at one retailer. So um, yeah, and that that one came with I think two games as well. Uh, I think it was just the four gig straight up. Was it? I, yeah. I thought I saw. Uh, maybe it was a little bit over 200 or something, but I had seen a uh, uh, 360 with two games for like two or 250. They're doing a 250 gig 
let me see. I'm going to actually our Black Friday page right now. As we say right now on the air, they are doing a 250 gig. Best Buy is doing a 250 gig Xbox 360 bundle, including Tomb Raider, Batman, Arkham City, uh, Halo 4, and Darksiders 2 for 189.99. And I know That's probably it. Walmart is doing a 4 gig Xbox 360 by itself for just $99, and a 12 gig PS3 for 149. <laughs> Not much on the memory as far as being able to save games or anything of that nature, but yeah, it's it's uh, you know you can always uh, hook up an external hard drive to that PS3 and whatnot. So, I mean that's that's an interesting thing both Sony and Microsoft are doing for next gen. Sony's making their hard drives replaceable, but not supporting external drives, whereas Microsoft's isn't replaceable, but does export or uh, support external drives. Exactly. So it seems like uh, they're making a very concentrated effort, both of them, just to try to one-up each other, but also try to differentiate themselves at the same time from each other. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, the chess match is uh, quite interesting, to say the least. So, um, I Exactly. So, And I think we already answered uh, what I had next is as far as, as of right now, who set themselves up best for long term for this next generation and I think right now long term I think we all agreed it was Xbox One correct if I'm not mistaken yep <laughs> it's it's hard for me to say um, I well then I stand corrected if that's the case uh, I, yeah I mean with with the with the the later exclusives, I think Xbox does have the upper hand. So I, w- I would say you you were right, but it it's also something that can change at the moment's notice. Well, I hope so because I know uh, PlayStation is going to have an event uh, this in actually a couple of days uh, with some major announcements. So hopefully, new game announcements will be included on that. So, so watch out for that. I believe it's on one of the various other websites, game trailers, if I'm not mistaken, or or it might be actually on Spike TV, their affiliation with each other because of Viacom. So, I believe it will be uh, on one of those coming up just right before the launch of the PS4. So, they'll be announcing more games, I guess, to give you more incentives to go out and and obviously get a PS4. Good luck trying to find one, though. Good exactly. Luck to find one of either console. <laughs> well, I think if you're going to find any, you're going to find the Xbox One. I know it's some Western retailers here. Uh, today, I was actually just scouting around because uh, I don't have an Xbox One pre-reserved. I have my PS4 already ready to go, but the Xbox One, I was just checking on that. And actually, several retailers here on the West Coast still had that available. I I just I I know the PS4 was just a uh, kind of that's a no-no at this point in time. So that that one I believe will be the hard one at least initially to get, uh, early on to get a hold of. But I think by Titanfall I think that situation might change. So yeah. any last thoughts, Sam, before we head to a break? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right then. Since we are good, we will just head to a break real quick, and then we'll be back with our world famous. Round Table of Doom. I love it! The Round Table of Doom. Alright, thanks everyone. We're back, and it's once again that time for the world famous Sam. 
round table of doom. It's not as good when I say it. We need Chris. Yes, we do need Chris. For me, it's like a, it's like a kitten saying it. Like it's not really in the least bit intimidating. So I like it. It's thank cute. you. We'll get you a it's saucer like of milk. Can. How about that? <laughs> I'm actually allergic to milk. Fun fact. But I ate it. I drink it anyway. We'll get you a saucer of what soy? I'm actually I'm actually allergic to the soy substitute as well. Like rice? a very small percentage of people are allergic to soy substitute. How about rice milk? And it's not really milk anymore, so <laughs> I have allergy pills to the made for. So, speaking of uh, seeing it coming, we're seeing uh, that next generation come right around the corner here. But uh, before we go into that next generation with two feet, I want to talk about a little bit about the, this current generation. Adam, I'll start with you. What is the most important game of this generation to you? That's that's a big question. Um, probably... Even though I'm not a huge console gamer, I would probably say uh, Grand Theft Auto V simply because of the number of sales it did and what it's what it's pursuing with like the online features with that type of game. Um, and and the, they didn't wait for uh, the new you know the new consoles to come out. They released it for the current gen. What like a few months before the next gen came out, no, and they still they still go. sold a billion dollars worth of worth of the the games in the first seventy two hours exactly. Unlike yeah. uh, unlike Activision, which you know only sells a billion dollars into the retailers, and uh, yeah, they they quote unquote shipped a billion dollars worth of of product into retail. Which uh, impresses uh, absolutely no one at this point in time. Although it did trick a couple of uh, news outlets into thinking that they were, you know, had had dethroned GTA Five, and that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but I can't say I disagree with you there. In fact, you know, I'm going to be on my uh, Yes Elvis Lives blog of infamy at www.yoursgamesource.com/slash/yesofuslives.html. I'm actually going to to have that as one of the choices of, of uh, the games of this generation. Um, also, as well, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. But, uh, you know, I think before I let's turn over to Sam, I think the, the most important game of this generation to me, I'd have to say it's Wii Sports. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd actually yeah, laugh all you want, but I'm telling you right now, if it weren't for Wii Sports, it and the 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 craze that it that it got, uh, and and the, the enticement for for casual and non gamers, um, that it drove crazy from from young, the very young to the very old, uh, into video games, uh, and the and the you know the commotion it created, and the and the chaos, and the you know everybody looking for a Wii, and Wii sold out everywhere, and the craze and the uh, phenomenon that the Wii was for you know almost three years. Um, and the fact that because of Wii Sports, I think you could you could thank you know that period of time where where all the entities, Sony and Microsoft included, got so heavily into motion gaming. You know, I think the fact that you have the Kinect today is is partially due to the success of the Wii and and what shipped with the Wii all that time was was Wii Sports and people just enjoyed interacting with the system and it just made these console manufacturers realizing even more that the total interaction 
of the consumer uh, was something that that people greatly desired, and you, you know you saw, like I said, you know, mainly casual non-gamers being so attracted, and that's that's what to me creates uh, a great selling system is when not the hard, just the hardcores, you know, buy into the system. It's when the casual consumer really buys into something, and and the really with with the way Wii Sports was presented and the way Wii Sports played, and so easy to pick up and play to a non-gamer and to casual gamers, I really think that that's why it has such a profound influence uh, on the motion gaming market and on the motion gaming technology as a whole. And I think, you know, the PlayStation Move and Connect really owes its debt of thanks uh, to the Wii and Wii Sports because of it. Sam, what's your choice for the most important game of this generation? I'm going to go with Mass Effect for all of them. But with the first one, what that game did for, like, cinematic storytelling in games is absolutely amazing. I mean, I know it's not the first game to incorporate, like, a moral system where you can, you know, make decisions and it changes things. But until, you know, I played that game, I never really had an experience like it where I felt that my choices were genuinely shaping the story and how how I talked to certain people affected how they felt about me. And, you know, a lot of games you could just, like, give your companions gifts and you could just kind of, like, spam a conversation and it automatically increases how much they like you. But you could intentionally piss people off. Like, I remember, like, in that game, Ashley, I couldn't get Ashley. I was just so mean to her. And, like... But other people, like, I really like them. So, you know, you could make all these decisions and later your characters would say, like, oh, I, you know, I can't believe you did this. Like, why would you do that? Or they'll agree with you. And just, like, the voice acting, all the actors were phenomenal. And just the writing, I mean, it's a Bioware game, so naturally the story's going to be really good. But I feel like it was really one of the first games this generation to really just focus on story. At least, I'm going to say... Uh, like an American game because obviously Japanese games, JRPGs, very story intensive. And, but that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of standard among JRPGs. You just kind of come to expect that. But you know, on a game for the Xbox where you previously, you know, had Gears of War, Halo, not really, I mean, they had stories but nothing to write home about. It wasn't anything show stopping. But Mass Effect, because I'm, so a good story is very important to me and the bar has been set by the Mass Effect series. You know, I, I read a lot of books and stuff, and it's just like, it was the first game that I really felt this connection with the story, and I was uh, I was really concerned what happened to people. And I feel like it really set the stage for a lot of future games to, you know, incorporate a good story. How, you know, you can have great graphics, great gameplay, but, you know, if you add this great story, it just adds a whole new level to the game. No, actually, that's an excellent choice. I'll start with you, Sam, on this next question. What is your favorite game of this generation? Uh, well, I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record, but uh, I'm going to say Mass Effect 3. I know. Or no, 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 not Mass Effect 3. I'm just going to Mass Effect 2, actually. I was going to say it's Mass Effect 3 because you love the ending. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, sorry, Mass Effect 2. Um, because it took everything that Mass Effect 1 wanted to do, and... A lot of things, you know, they tried a lot of new things, Mass Effect 1, and they really, it was cool because you had all your choices for Mass Effect 1 imported in, and you could just, you know, all these decisions that you already made, 
you can, you know, roll over right to Mass Effect 2. And I thought the story was great, obviously. Um, the combat system changed a lot. Uh, there's a bigger jump between 1 and 2 than 2 and 3. But, um, you know, they changed from the overheating system to, like, the thermal flip system. And then just a lot of the fluidity of the combat was just fixed. So, and then, you know, there's more big decisions to make. And I feel like everything that was amazing about Mass Effect 2, or Mass Effect 1, carried over to Mass Effect 2. And so many things got fixed. And I'm also a sucker in a story when, when this, this hero is tasked with forming this team of, ra- of people who normally wouldn't work together and they're forced to work together. I love, that's like my favorite thing in the whole world is when you have to like collect this team of specialists to solve this thing. And it's like, I love that. So obviously that was the main story of Mass Effect is you kind of went dramatically through and you like to jump around and pick all these different people up. And sometimes you could find different people depending on some of the decisions you made. And what I love about about Mass Effect 2 is because they did this more in 2 than 1, but it's it's an open world game, but it's also very linear at the same time. Like, you have freedom of where you want to go and what you want to do and what order you want to do it in, but it's not like Grand Theft Auto where it's like you could go forever and not just play story. So I like how there was kind of a, a cap on the amount of uh, freedom you have. And it was, because for me, like, I get very overwhelmed when there's just too much to do. So at least with Mass Effect, it was, it was moderately contained while still giving you the choice of, oh, this is what I want to do next. This is who I want to find. And this is the, all the side missions I want to do for three days. So I'm, I will definitely say Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 3 was wonderful, but I don't have a year to talk about that game. So I will just end by saying, that Adam? My my technical favorite of this generation, and I say that because the console boards came out after the regular game, uh, is the Half-Life series, the Half-Life 2 series. Um, though That's my all-time favorite game on, on any sort of platform. Um, but, but one that's that's come out you know, for the consoles at the same time as it's come out elsewhere, uh, would probably have to be Saints Row 4 just because of how kooky it oh, is. Oh, I wish Nick was here. I've never <laughs> ever thought that I would ever want Nick to be anywhere near me, physically or audibly. But it's, oh, I wish he was, I'm like, my head is down on my desk right now. Like, I'm so disappointed that he's not here to just, I just want to see what he does. I don't know if he's ever met anybody who genuinely enjoys Saints Row that could just Adam, I don't know if you know Nick's stance on Saints Row, but uh, it, he absolutely hates it. It's a fiery passion for no, mm-hmm. for really stupid reasons that are not well formed at all, and he just hates it for sake of painting. Nick, but um, ah, that could have been really interesting. Don't worry, I would have had you back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the 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 way they went over the top. I know some people don't like. Uh, the the direction the same. Oh, he doesn't have a thing. legitimately good reason for not liking it. So. No, yeah, but I'm I'm saying there's there are people who are fans of the Saint Row series who like are like oh two was the best and they don't like the the crazier directions that three and four took. But I absolutely I'm, I haven't completed it yet, but I I love uh, what four is doing. I've never played one in all honesty. 
Well, I'd, you know, if you look aside from uh, any of Nick's issues or complaints, which, as you say, Sam, are don't really hold that much water, um, I really think it is a. It's been one of the uh, series that that really has uh, helped shape this generation of consoles, and I really think uh, um, with a lot of sense of humor, at least in the it tried to be something that it shouldn't be, and the the people at Volition were smart enough to evolve it into something unique, and and very fun to play. And I definitely, uh, you know, think that those are quality games. I, I personally like the third over the fourth, but uh, they're both, you know, you, you're just, you're just quabbling over apples and oranges because they're both great games. So they're both very well made, and uh, I just, you know, I can't wait uh, till I can just burn uh, Nick a new one when Saints Row Five <laughs> inevitably comes out. And believe me, that will be a joyous day indeed for me. But um, as for my favorite game. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with with what I've telling everybody now for years, Uncharted 3. Um, just really from top to bottom. Yeah, no, not a surprise. But uh, for me, uh, it's it's the only game I've ever given a 10 to. Um, it's it really just from top to bottom, from start to finish, a great story. The length is just uh, it's really well done. Um, I know some people quibble over uh, Uncharted 2 being a little bit better. I, I thought there was a chance that that could be the case, but until, you know, the ending is where you run around a tree or away from the boss, kind of, you know, did it in for me, you know, change it from, from a perfect score to just a little bit under that for me. Um, the only game that I've given ever given a 10 to was Uncharted 3 because start to finish, a great story, great campaign, and a really, really, really well done and well developed multiplayer that's been supported for, for two years now. So you can't really ask for more than that. Uh, Naughty Dog has, has really outdone themselves. I think it still, to me, stands up better than The Last of Us by a hair as well. Uh, I think it is their best overall game, um, and I can't wait till Uncharted 4 gets announced, hopefully very, 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 very soon. So um, that's just for me, cause, and I think everybody who's who's read my blogs uh yeah, from time to time, as has probably could have guessed that. Um, so, Adam, did this generation overall live up to your expectations? And what do you think the history books will say? Um, as far as living up to my expectations, I unfortunately wasn't. Um, I didn't grow up owning owning a lot of different consoles, so in some regards, this current generation. Uh, were some of the first consoles that I I had like my own access to, I guess. Um, besides this, I think I had a GameCube, and honestly, that's about it. <laughs> so th- this was the generation that I really dived into. Um, so I can't say too much about living up to my expectations, but that's I actually think- not too bad if you're going into you know Zelda games and also if you're really into Super Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that the history books are going to have a, a decent amount to say about this generation because to, for, to start, you had the rise and fall of the rhythm game genre with Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Um, it, it got intensely popular and then kind of faded off into obscurity. Same thing with um, motion gaming, I think, as well. Yeah. And then you have the the big 
issues in both camps. You had the issues with the Xbox, Red Ring and Death becoming, you know, however, however common or whatever it came to be. I was unfortunately the, uh, the victim of a not quite Red Ring, but it video card issue with the, uh, with the, one of the earlier 360s, um, that at that point in time turned me off from the, from the Xbox. So then I later jumped over into, uh, the PS3, where I don't know how long after I had had it, they had their little hacking incident, which then turned me off from the PS3. Um, so each of, each of the, you know, each of the camps had their, their big controversy that they had to deal with. And so I think all of that's gonna gonna go down into the history books uh, as, in the very least, little asterisks by the great successes that they've had. Uh, excellent point. Excellent point indeed. Sam. Um, I believe I am. Something like I'm a little on the younger side to answer this question because for me. Like, I mean, I'm not young, 23, but, like, I'm young, but I don't know, like, all kids. Like, with this generation, like, I had, you know, I had the N64, I had the GameCube, I had the Wii, and then, but, like, we had the original Xbox, and I didn't get a PS2 for a really long time, so, like, I kind of entered this whole thing at a weird time. Like, I don't think I really played enough of the last generation to really... Because, like, I feel like it was kind of different back in the day. Like, we kind of, like, I know a lot of people really only had one. Like, you had an N64 or you had a PlayStation. Like, you had an Xbox or you had a PS2 or you had a GameCube. Like, I know a lot of people in, like, my age bracket, like, that's kind of how it was. But, you know, this generation... I don't know if it's just because I got older and could support myself better, but, you know, I had all three. So it's like, it's it just, it's very different to compare them because, like, this generation, you know, I if I had a Wii, a PlayStation, and an Xbox, like, I literally could get any game I wanted. And it's just like, oh, it's an Xbox exclusive, done. PlayStation exclusive, done. But back then, it was like, you know, when I only had an N64, it's like, oh, that game's on the PlayStation 1. Like, oh, I guess I can't get it. And it's just like, well, I just, I feel like it's a really different time, at least in my life. So, I mean, I didn't have a lot of expectations for this generation, because I was still a little young when the generation started. Because the Xbox came out in 2000. I believe it was 2005. Uh, yeah, oh five for the 360, 06 yeah. for the Wii and the PS3. I was I was 15 when the 360 came out, and I just didn't really have, you know, many expectations because I hadn't really been like the 360. Like I talked about before, like was kind of my gateway into like hardcore gaming. So, um, I think that you know that it was. A fantastic generation. Like, it was just unlike any generation before it. Just accessibility and all the things you could do and all the innovations. It was just absolutely an incredible generation. 
What are you doing? I'm thinking. I'm going to probably say, because when I wrote that question originally for the script, I really didn't put much thought into it. And now that, you know, I hear you two talking about it, um, I am, I've seen a few generations already come and go. Um, because we all know that Gerald's first gaming console was an Abacus. No, actually, it was Pong, I hate to tell you. But, uh, I've used that joke already. It didn't feel as good. Yes, you I have. A couple I, just, I feel like I need to use every opportunity to say it. Yes, yes. Well done. So I've been through my share of share of consoles here and there. I probably have to say I'm a tiny little disappointed. I would probably say, like I say, uh, okay, Father Time. Thank you. Well, the reason being, yes, I know some of the greatest games of this that I've ever played: the Mass Effect series, the original Gear, Gears of War, the Uncharted series as a whole, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Even fun games like Mario Kart Wii and 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 just you know having a great time with the rhythm games, whether they be dance or doing rock band or Guitar Hero, uh, you know, or you know, just those games were were all great and and have had just a blast playing. But to me, I think really the next evolution of gaming for me was playing it on the uh, playing the PlayStation Two and X original Xbox. I really just, that's when my eyes started to open from what was once the 16, 32, and 64-bit era. And it just to me that, you know, playing the original Halo on the Xbox, uh, playing uh, for two years straight Halo 2 uh, every night on multiplayer, getting a PlayStation 2 and playing the incredible library that it had as far as just the sheer number of games, just so many great titles uh, that, that came out for, for both those systems during that time. For me, I just think it it holds a little bit higher place than the current gen systems, because for me, the current gen systems, like Adam said, it had its share of problems that the older systems really didn't have. There was no Red Ring of Death. There was no PSN breakdown. There there was no tepid support for for third party games on the Wii. There was no issues with that. It, there was no really bad online interface for the for the systems like the Wii had. It just, PS2, you didn't worry about multiplayer gaming, and for Xbox, what you had was was a, was really the beginnings of a great multiplayer experience. And, and for me, that, that holds a little bit more charm for me. I just think it was just a better experience for me on those, those previous generations than, the, than this current one, because I had too many highs and lows, because there were some really, really bad games on this generation. For every good one, there was a really, 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 truly bad one that should have never even made it to the console. So I'd probably say I was a little underwhelmed, but my hope is still high for the future. And like I said, I'm a first-day PS4 buyer, and I hope to be a, a very soon a, an Xbox One buyer as well. So uh, I look forward to the next generation with open eyes and, and open arms and, unfortunately, as well, an open wallet. So. <laughs> Say again, Sam, I'm sorry? That's poetic. Yes, well, you know, that's what Sony and Microsoft want to hear. Did this generation have a clear-cut winner? And if so, who would it be? Sam? I am going to say no. Did not have a clear winner. Because I think that, you know, sales numbers aside, because sales numbers show a certain type of success. Um, I think, you know, with this generation, 
like kind of how I said earlier that like it's not uncommon for people to have all three like have a Wii and Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3 and you know you kind of have a different experience on each one and I feel like like kind of all the bases were covered across all them like um you know with the Wii it's a more family friendly more accessible type of console and that was very it was very successful in marketing and selling and supporting the type of people who meet that criteria and you know to some like to an avid xbox fan oh the wii's dumb like obviously the xbox is better but for what the wii aimed to do it was very successful and i think for all for all the generations what they intended to do they succeeded like I feel like PlayStation was a little bit more on the intense side, like more hardcore games. And then Xbox was kind of in the middle. Like it did have a lot of, you know, accessible titles. And then you have the Kinect and the motion, not motion, the move position. Yes. Um, I did not realize me. So I just think that like across the board, like they were all really successful and all of them had really great titles. And I really don't think that there's one that really shown, I mean, for specific reasons, like if the question was, I mean, obviously the question is a general, a winner in general, but if it was, you know, winner catering to this audience, like obviously there'd be a winner. But I just, I don't think that, I think everybody, you know, they did their job, like they played a good game and, uh, you know, ready to, ready to pack up and head home and let, you know, the next dog step in. Like, you know, I think, you know, CGL around guys. They did great. Everybody did a good job. You know. But it's time to head home. Fair enough. Adam, what do you think? Pretty much, pretty much agree with that. Um, I mean, if you're looking at sales numbers, technically the Wii sold the most by about 20 million, according to Wikipedia. Um, but the, the Xbox 360 and the PS3, they, they both sold right around, uh, 80 million, I think it was. So I think they, they both achieved what they, what they set out to do. Um, because, you know, the, the PS3 and the Xbox obviously catered to a different, different demographic than the Wii. Um, they, they all have pretty great games. You know, they've all had their successes and their failures. So yeah, I don't think there's there's necessarily a clear cut winner. It's just going to be personal preference for for the consumers. And and like Sam said, you know, a lot of the people own at least probably two, if not all three of the consoles. I'd have to say for a while it was clear cut Wii, but uh, seeing how it fell off like a cliff once uh, everybody just seemed to move on like it was a fad that just went out of style. Um, I have to say in many ways you're right, Adam, because, you know, PS3 and 360, you could just, as much as, you know, either fanboy or girl wants to say it right or wrong, um, you could pretty much call those two a dead heat. You could pretty much throw a blanket over both. Um, the PS3 and the 360, oh, the PS3 might be, what, maybe half a million, million behind in sales, but it started out a year later. So you could pretty much throw a blanket over the two. PS3 yep. is, PS3 has done tremendously, uh, a lot, a lot better 
I would not say tremendously, but a lot better in in Europe and Japan, uh, and uh, substantially better in Japan than the Xbox 360 ever had. But in you know here in the states, North America, Xbox 360 has been the dominant at least for the past couple of years since the death of the Wii. So I have to say, yes, there were, there was no clear cut winner like like previously. It was you know the PS2 had had been so dominant before and. And, uh, you know, on the gaming, the handheld gaming market, it's a little bit more clear cut on Nintendo's dominance there. Um, so all in all, I guess, uh, if you were to say, even though, you know, sheer numbers says, says the Wii did, those, those numbers I think are really skewed towards those, that three year period of time where it was just blowing out of water. And if you take a look at the whole picture in, in its entirety, uh, before the Wii U came out, you can see that, you know, the Wii, the Wii, Success was just so centralized that it cannot be considered a long-term success because of a lot of different factors. So I think yeah. there just was no clear-cut winner overall. And at, at some point in time, I think the market's going to just solidify itself and there is going to be just one clear-cut winner. But who will that be has uh, yet to be determined. I don't think it's going to be the Wii U, that's for sure. I think that's, <laughs> that's a pretty safe bet. I wish there bet. was a way to know for sure. Like if there was a legitimate like award, like, this person won. Like, obviously, everyone's in touch with their opinions, and probably around this time, everyone, including ourselves, are, you know, voicing that. But I wish there was just, like, because, I mean, this is such an opinion-dominated market. Like, it's really hard to have any kind of concrete... I mean, like, even, like, a score for a game. You give a game a score, it's like, what's well, your opinion? Oh, a game has this score? So that's just accumulation of a bunch of people's opinions. So it's kind of hard to, you know, make anything. I mean, unless you literally base everything on sales numbers, which we all know you can't do. Like, it's just, there's nothing that's ever been set in stone. Like, game, like, oh, this game won every single game of the year award. Okay, well, you know, that doesn't mean it's the best game of the year. There is, could easily be other games. And I don't know. That's just my not problem with this market but it's a big flaw because a lot of people think that there is validity to it and people just just think about things good advice for life also (laughs) fair enough well i I think that's going to do it for this episode episode number 86 i want to say Well, that's what we decided before we started. So then I guess the, right. that's the one it's going to be. Again, before we let everybody go, just want to, you know, if Adam, if you could just once again tell our listeners out there, followers, exactly what's cooking up as far as your new site is concerned so we can look forward to it. And we'll also have, in case you guys didn't write that down, we, we're going to have it actually mentioned on the site and actually prominently shown and featured on our site as well. Sure thing. As of as of the recording, we're still ironing out a few things, but uh, keep an eye out in the next few days. Um, I'm not sure when the podcast is going up, but we do plan on having some PS4 uh, unboxing and sort of like setup videos, that kind of thing, starting up some of the games that we have, uh, reviews of the games, all that kind of stuff. We have uh, hope to have that uh, coming up here in the next few days, starting Friday, as early as we can Friday. Um, and then hopefully next week we'll have some Xbox One related stuff going up as well. And you can find all of that at youtube.com slash haptic feed.
Excellent, excellent indeed. And 7th Valkyrie, what you got cooking? Um, well, I just did a review of the game at Don Harvey with Breakout, a game by a publisher whose name I can't pronounce. How do you say I can't actually. I, don't I think it's Datalik, if I'm Datalik, a, yeah. I think it is. They are great, great developer. I'm really happy that I've gotten to review some of their games. Um, next, I, I will be looking into Baldur's Gate 2. That's coming up. Um, I am in the process of finishing Pokemon Y. Um, once I actually finish it, I've been very reluctant to do because I don't want to finish it. I don't want to beat it. Like, you only get to go through the main story once. And I'm just like, I'm at the Elite Four. I'm like, I don't want to But I will. And once I do, um, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot I would like to say about it because I think it's absolutely a phenomenal game. Um, in general, not to mention how amazing a Pokemon game and how revolutionary it is to the series that is very near and dear to my heart. So, um, once I have conquered the Elite Four, then, and you know, done all that, after games that will not just last. There's like a zillion million hours of stuff. But um I digress. Um yeah, so that I'm gonna be definitely doing something written, something audio, maybe both at the same time. And um yeah, so I'm really, really, really stoked about how that game came out. And I was very much like stoked about it. Awesome. Awesome indeed as well and just want to let everybody know out there, reminder, we've got our Black Friday page that's already out. Take a look at it. If you want to know the latest, greatest video game deals coming for Black Friday, we're adding new retailers virtually every day. Uh, the anticipation builds for PS4 and Xbox One. And as Adam Sy is going to cover it, we're going to cover it hard as well uh, and show you all the latest and greatest don't forget our Plus Ones, which have, have gotten received very, very well by a lot of people just our quick tidbit as far as what we think is going on in the world of gaming right now this week. Uh, I've been doing the plus ones regarding the greatest games of this generation, which we touched on earlier on this podcast. Uh, so check that out in its entirety. And also as well, it's, we've had some great columns from, from a lot of great people, including Alex, the Drake. Sorry, Sam. It's not a the Drake. It's, it's Drake. His name is Drake. And they got a the, got a title, his name he, he wants to be referred to in a third person, so I'm just... Well, that's... Does he call himself the Drake? He's like, oh, the Drake is hungry. <laughs> the Drake would like to go on lunch now. Because if he did that, if he if he could actually consistently do that, I probably wouldn't do that. Uh, you would have to ask his girlfriend, um, who actually is also joining us up, Brenda. Uh, she's going to be doing a little bit of articles that we've written and also some original stuff, both in English and in Spanish, hopefully in the near future as well, because we'd like to be able to spread the good word of GameSource to a broader base, which we've been extremely, extremely looking forward to for quite some time. Also as well, we have Alex from the UK, who we want to give a special shout out to. He's been doing some great articles over the past few days. Michael, the Jugglebrony himself, also chipping in his thoughts on the PS4 and his excitement. And and just there's there's so many great things going on with GameSource. We really hope you get a chance to check us out, www.yourgamesource.com. We also got a great link to Adam's site and also as well to our good friends at the Gamer Protection Guild. I know that George is doing a great job of that, and you know he always loves to share his opinion both on his site and ours. So So we truly appreciate all the help. 
and truly appreciate all the input that you're sending to us. If you have a comment or question or would like to be part of the staff, give us a, you know, an email. Drop a line, yourgamesource at yahoo.com, or hit us up on Facebook, GameSource, or at Twitter, at GameSource. And uh, we just want to say thanks again, you guys, for, for joining us. And uh, you have Always yourselves... Always a pleasure, sir. Yes, yes. Adam, thanks again for joining us and being part of it. was our honor, and hopefully we can do this again real soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's www.yourgamesource.com. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and have a great one.